Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Greetings. There was frost on the ground this morning when we got here in this, so you can't see from one end of the car park to the other. It's Does, the time of year. It doesn't it's seem that long ago year. we were out at Sealhane in shorts, <laughs> waxing lyrical about the buzzards, and um, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. But there you go. Football seasons go past pretty quickly, don't they, these Amazing. days? Amazing. United, we're past the halfway stage already we of are, the season, and we're only, what, second week in December? Yeah. What's going on? So we're pretty upbeat today, as you'll notice. We always are, despite uh, the 5-1 defeat at home to Stockport last Saturday. We're going to put that behind us. Um, The format today, we're going to go into um, Gary Johnson's press conference again. uh, Thanks for the invite in there. Gary's in upbeat mood, isn't he? Gary is in is in an upbeat mood. They've gone back to basics a little bit this week, which he will explain in a moment. Um, so we'll go straight over to the press conference, and the other voice that you'll hear is, um, as usual, Talking United's own Patrick Tinkler. Saturday, in the lead up, what can you tell us about the uh, the work you've been doing with the players uh, since uh, last Saturday's game? Well, we've been working hard, to be honest with you, um, and. Uh, the, the boys have responded very, very well. Uh, they were all gutted as we all were Saturday, um, and uh, we, we, you know, we got a ch- we, You have to try and break that disappointment. Work them hard so that they feel they've done something, because um, you're not only working hard with your running side of things, you're working hard on your technical and tactical abilities. Um, so we've been doing double sessions, but the lads have, as I say, responded very well, and uh, hopefully uh, you know, we we can be ready for the Harrogate game, which is always a, a difficult game against them. They're decent at home, uh, so we're going to have to be uh, be ready. Uh, and I've been pleased so far. We're talking on a Thursday, I've been pleased so far with their with the response. The players coming back from injury, how are they preparing? Yeah, I mean, one, one of our problems last week was the anomalies, if that's the word, that we had. You know, we we didn't know whether Reedy would be fully fit, that we had to take the chance. Uh, we could only play Connor for 20 minutes to make sure he was all right after that. As long as he got through that, then, you know, we could play him 90 minutes after that. So, um, so he wasn't on the pitch. And then Acer was only supposed to play 45 minutes. <laughs> um, but now he's, you know, he's okay. So um, there was a, there was a few things that uh, the anomalies of new players coming in, and not really knowing what we do yet. But unfortunately, last Saturday we had to do what we did, and it, and it cost us really. Um, hopefully, this week we'll be a lot more organised and uh, and ready for what is a very difficult national league game. Tell us about the, um, the new players a little bit more, Amrit and um, Bantle McNulty and uh, Jared Lewington, how are they faring since joining? They're alright, um, you know it's very difficult to get into a, a solid group at this stage because most of the group we've had for a little while, like since the start of the season, even though some of them have had injuries, 
Um, <coughs> so the, the new ones have to have a little bit of a time to settle in. Um, they've all got ability. Um, we can use all their um, abilities, what they've got in, in our group. But it's the organisation that they need to, to learn quickly and, uh, and our way of doing things. So we've got a sort of key fire, as it were. Um, and that's, you know, the, the more they train with us and the more they're with us, the, the better they'll become and the bigger the squad looks because everybody's, everybody knows our game, you know, at the moment. Uh, you know, we only had a few days to get two or three of them into, into our game. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm happy with uh, the decisions we've made. We've got to make some decisions always when you come into January as to, you know, who you're going to move forward with, who you're going to bring in, what do you need, what do we need to improve. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be having discussions with uh, our staff, and, you know, our football staff and, and George Edwards, and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be looking, planning for the for the second half of the season. And what kind of reaction are you looking for from the players? A, a big one. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm sure it won't be a lack of effort um, on on Saturday. It, it never is really a lack of effort from the lads, although when you look at their GPS uh, stats, sometimes they can be below where we want them to be. So when they are, we say, well, everyone needs to up their running, up their work rate a little bit, win a few more tackles, <coughs> make a few more runs, make a few more sprints, because that all comes into it. And uh, if we can do that, then uh, we're a match, a match for anyone, as we proved three or four weeks ago, four or five games ago. You know, in the, it was Maidstone was our first defeat, and that sort of mucked us up a little bit. And uh, anyway, that's. You know, that's where we are and we've got a fight to get back uh, our on and off the pitch personality and that's what we've got to try and um, jump on off the pitch if there's anybody that's annoying anyone else <laughs> um, including us um, and also to uh, you know make sure that the players that we're bringing into the team are ready with the uh, mentality as well as the physicality of our, of our team, or what we expect from our team. We talk a lot about raising the players again after a game like Saturday, but how, I mean, how do you go about it yourself? It must have happened to you once or twice over the years. You must have to sort of raise yourself again for uh, for another game. Well, I'm used to doing that. You yeah. know, I, I spend Sunday, as my wife will tell you, as I say, grieving sometimes, but. I always grieve watching the uh, watching the video, so yeah. that I know what I'm grieving about. Because sometimes it's never as worse as you thought, as you think, and it's never as good as you think. You know, so it just brings you back down to earth. And then the nature of the game is, you do your very very best to make sure you've got a program for the rest of the week before you play the next game, and you've got an idea of what the opposition, uh, how they play. Um, me and Downsy. You know, spend a few hours on the road uh, traveling um, and when we don't you know we're having a cup of tea in a hotel up here talking about the game and uh, and in the end you work out who's fit who's not fit who's ready <coughs> who's training well and you and you pick a team accordingly you know so <coughs> it's not it's important I've always 
said to the boys, if we're training as a punishment, you'll know, I'll tell you, and you'll definitely know. Um, but at this moment in time, we're not in a bad position still with half the season to go. We'd like to, could have been better with a couple of wins in the last few games, but um, you know, we're, we're not in a bad position. You've got us here, now don't blow it. You know, let's make sure that we, we put everything into it and uh, it's, it's important that players step up to the plate. And, and I've got to get you know, 11 starters that can do that because we haven't scored the first goal for a little while, which is True. massive yeah. in this league. And, uh, and that's, that's always important. You, within the squad, have, have you noticed or seen, you know, I'm sure you've almost been looking for it, uh, a, a few sparks flying within, you know, they're quite a close group, aren't they? They've been yeah, together for yeah. quite a long time. Yeah. They all know each other very well, they yeah. socialise and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Has this little spell prompted a few sparks flying, you know, in, in a, in a yeah. what we would in all a think is a healthy way? Yeah, in a professional way. Yeah. Um, Yes, it has and it does because you've got to make sure that the sessions are competitive. Um, you've got to make sure the sessions are, at the end of the session, the boys know they've, they've worked. And in fact, what that does, that gives a mutual respect often. It gives them a, a mutual moan, as in they're moaning at me and Dowsy for giving them all that work in their heads, maybe. Um, but when they come out of it, it's been like um, you know, a motivational couple of days because we've, we've been doing double sessions, but then the boys have been going to eat together you know, over, at the, over at the college and that, so it makes it a little bit social as well. Um, we brought the, some of the older, more experienced lads into the fray um, just to, you know, for them to keep an eye out on anybody that's uh, not, not being quite professional. You know, we're jumping in, jumping on anything of that. There's no lateness. There's no, you know, we've had to uh, really rein it all in, really, um, because you know, if you haven't got discipline off the field, then you haven't got it on it, and uh, and there's nothing worse than players that are professionals. You know, seeing players that that aren't, and uh, so so that's you know, that's fine. Nothing major, nothing major at all. Um, but just little niggly things that we that I can say, this is what's niggling me. They can say this is what, and then we get rid of the niggles, and uh, and then you know you're starting, and everybody starts respecting each other again because they're all they're all uh, trying to uh, go in the same direction. We all want to be a success for this football club. Is it fair to say it's been a bit back to basics this week? Then you know, it, it, clean, it has clean been a slate. Bit back to basics yeah it says and and when do you do that do you know what I mean I know I've said that before on, on your interviews but do you do it after the first defeat after the second one I just felt all the other games we got beat by the odd goal some of them games yeah. we had opportunities to win um, the last the last game was just we, we looked like what we were a bunch of lads that had been put together at the last minute and, and put out there and said go on go and win a National League game which is not not easy to be fair we had the first chance um, when we felt it was 100% a penalty which it was 100% a penalty by the way we haven't heard from uh, the referees association yet um, 
but uh, we're, we're still waiting on their comments. But anyway, you know they didn't they didn't score the five goals for them, the referees and that. So we you know we have to look at ourselves. But uh, I think they had and newspaper stats you know, they had the ten chances. We had ten chances. They scored five. We didn't. You know we scored just the one. So um, it was disappointing. But that's all behind us now, as you say. And now we're looking forward to the this game and, and everybody wants to play around the Christmas time you know we've got some great games over Christmas and you can put yourself right back in the fray at yeah. Christmas with all the games that are, you know, are coming up you can pick up 10-12 points in a couple of weeks you know what I mean so that's Christmas is always a big period um, Jamie came through one session on Monday quite well is he still standing yeah, and in one piece? he's flying great yeah, yeah. Good. We, we, you know it's, we understood uh, Jamie's worries because he could still feel his ankle, but we did get the specialist. And sometimes, you know, if you've got a pain, any of us, some of us have got better pain thresholds than, than others. But he he gave it a go, and he didn't he didn't feel he was quite you know doing the team uh, any favours. So um, he came off, but then he had a good weekend himself. The, his ankle felt a lot better by Sunday morning, funny enough, which he thought would be a problem to him. So we're, we're, he's had a good Monday and Tuesday now, I can report. And uh, hopefully he's, uh, he came in and just said, morning there, nice and bright, like really normally, like does when he's fit. <laughs> and so hopefully he's, he's ready. And a bit like he, he did last year, Seiko took a little while when he first came into the team to really hit overdrive. Do you feel that on the back of his injury as well, the fact that he hasn't played, he hasn't mm. kicked a ball in anger for three months really, is that he's still, it's almost a repeat of last well, year's before he really he's hit. He's so um, much looking forward to coming come, back and yeah. playing. He's, he's almost overdoing it, trying to overdo it. You know, last year when he was going very well it was you know he was always arriving in the box to score the goal or getting at people in the box you know it was all proper centre forward play um, because of his the way he is where he wants to work hard he wants to do well for himself and for the team um, he's finding himself you know taking the ball off our fallback and things like that so we've got to get him back in the in the mode of being that uh, dangerous very difficult to play against striker, and that's uh, where we've you know, where, where we've got to find him again. Uh, we've we've had a good chat with him over this week. He's been back to Bristol and had a big chat with uh, Lee as well. So um, listen, he's a great lad and um, he uh, lives for scoring goals. But you know, that's what we've reminded him that he'll only score goals if you get in the penalty area. Yeah, because he's a he's a he, you know he's a He's, he's a happy lad in himself, isn't he? He's not. Yeah. So he's, I'm sure he worries about things the same as everybody else does. But um, yeah, he does. He's, but he's, you know, yeah. He's only 19 as well. Yeah, he's only. And, and, and yeah, so Gary's very interesting there about uh, about the approach that they've had to take this week after that. Let's face it, David, it was an awful afternoon last Saturday, wasn't it? Well, the second half was. <laughs> there you go. I, first the, half the went first all right. The first half wasn't great. Um, nil nil at half time, and I don't suppose even Stockport thought that at half time that they were no, going to win five no. one. Um, 
and uh, you know it, it's the team was when it, when when we all saw the team. Mm-hmm. I think we all went whoa. What's going it was a surprise, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Reedy's back in the team when you thought he'd been injured. Absolutely not. Asa Hall's back in the team, first game for three months. Quite. Connor Lemon Hay Evans on the bench, Correct. first game for some time. Um, young Amrit, um, Bansal McNulty. Who I liked a lot, well, by the I way. Well, I think everybody yeah. did. Um, yeah. uh, straight into the team, let yeah. alone the squad, having signed on loan from Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, you've got Romani Medford Smith, who's only just yeah. in at left back. Jared Lewington on the bench. On the bench, yeah. etc., etc. Yeah. And, and, and it had the look of a team. And when you factor in the fact that. Aaron Downs and Gary Johnson must have looked at the roster available to them on mm. Saturday morning or Friday night and gone, we haven't got a midfield. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> With true. all due yeah, respect yeah. to Matt Buse, yeah. uh, um, he was the only pro-regular midfield player yeah. available to them um, unless Asa Hall stroke Connor mm. Lemonhay Evans came in because Jake Andrews was suspended on yeah. top of all the other problems that we've been talking about for several weeks now. So... I think that dictated their team thinking, that midfield yeah. gaps, those midfield gaps. They had to fill at least one gap in midfield. If Conor Lemonhay Evans was going to be involved, i.e. off the bench, which of course he was, that takes up another loan. You're only allowed to play five loan players yes. in any yeah. one matchday squad. United have eight loans at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Admittedly, a couple of them are, are injured. Um, but... Uh, straight away you're being nudged down quite a lot of alleyways mm. that you probably don't want to be that you wouldn't yeah. be normally um Romani Medford Smith's on loan Bansal McNulty's on loan and we can go through Seiko Jane etc 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 so uh they were pretty much stuff was dictated to them rather than an ideal yeah. scenario and um uh, it, it united they had a decent spell midway through the first half, I thought, yeah, and they might yeah. well have scored. Um, and then the two goals just after half-time, two goals in two minutes just yeah. after half-time, completely changed the course of the game, and the wheels came off yeah. from from then on. But um, it, As Gary said in the press conference, there's no point in harping on about a referee's decision that goes against you. But they look, end, yeah. they look like a handball in the build-up to the first goal. Maybe one or two players were still... Remonstrating about we've, that. We've talked about that, didn't we, last yeah. week after the Eastleigh game? The, the, yeah. the fact that that, that sometimes, and it's not just United. You you do have these mm. situations. Funny enough, the first goal for everybody said, "Oh, which was the worst goal? Which was the worst goal?" For me, in many ways, the, the first goal was the worst goal. Yeah. It was a complete counter attack. There. Um, Niall Bell, the big lad down the middle for them, has drawn both Robbie Cundy and uh, Kyle Cameron yeah. to, to himself. There are Stockport players. At least one who actually scored in the end, Tom Walker, and another not far behind him, galloping down the pitch to try and support Bell. Yeah. And we don't have anybody no. either going yeah. back, or even if they were going back, not really marking them. So when Bell shot, and there's Cameron and Cundy around him as he goes to shoot, plus Sean McDonald coming out to meet them, when the ball drops into the space on the left-hand side, Walker's completely on his own, and it's almost like everybody was just watching yeah. Bell and our three lads so, trying to stop him. It was a tap-in, wasn't it, really? And it was a complete yeah. tap-in yeah. for the spare player. So it was that kind of... And I think, from what I'm chatting to Gary and Aaron off the record this week and in little talks mm. we've had and everything, they've tried. They've looked at it and what happened on Saturday, and I think they've gone, right, we have... I know the old... Fr- time-honoured phrase is back to basics isn't it yeah. but we have got 
to get back the high levels of tempo and energy yeah. and work rate that were actually going into United's attacking play and mm-hmm. have been for most of the season yeah. and make stick it into almost the defensive style of the, the game. So, hard work, closing yeah. down, getting some tackles in when you can. Obviously, you can't track tackle like you used to, but that all of that sort of stuff and then that be your foundation yeah. for going and playing yeah. your football, and which had gone a little bit through circumstances. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been easy. And there's one thing which I think it's rather difficult to sort of put your finger on, but if people can understand what I'm trying to say, United do not play rigid pattern of play up to a big centre forward, which a no. lot of yeah. lower division and National League teams do. There's no Matt Reid. You know, I knew you were going to mention Matt Reid. There, yeah. yeah, there isn't a Matt Reid. He's the classic. There isn't an Andy Cook no. at, uh, at, at, at Tranmere. United don't play like that. No. Don't get me wrong. You know They do go long sometimes. And whenever they do go long, it doesn't look very good, does it? Um, because they don't have that kind of player to make sense mm. of that. United are a passing football team. And when it comes off, and let's face it, it's come off more often than not yeah, this season. Yeah. It is brilliant to watch. We've seen some fantastic goals scored and some very good games won. <clears throat> but because you can't have the type of attacking quality which United have been able to put into a lot of their play this season right the way through the team, because you couldn't afford that, No, there is risks involved. And those risks on the back of injuries and suspensions have suddenly come home to roost yeah. a bit. And United have struggled to keep that level of mm. quality going. Now, uh, it'll be really interesting. They're starting to get the players back now. You know, Hall is back. Lemon Hay Evans is back. Uh, um, Amani Little is running again. Yeah. Um, ja- uh, Jamie Reid seems to be over. Or, or, whatever or problem. Managing. Whatever that's that right. You know, he's, he's, got, he's, yeah. he's okay. Yeah. So... Uh, the more and more players, obviously, yeah. um, uh, Liam Davis will be a fair bit longer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Frank Vincent, I don't think, will be back until um, January time at least. You see, there again, you know, yeah. you take Little, Davis, Vincent, uh, Jake Andrews even l- l- last Saturday. Yeah. These are quality players who players, make sense yeah. of United's yeah. passing game. And you remove them, plus two or three more as happened in the last few weeks yeah it's a hell of a job to keep that style of play going it's not like oh we'll get it up to matt reed or we'll get it up to tim sills and fight for it there blah 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 it's it's harder to 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 sustain and um you know fingers crossed that united can get it back because i mean there's no hiding the fact that last saturday was talkie's fifth successive defeat which is a run that we've not been on for a very very long time quite but there were a couple of things to take away from it a couple of you you, you probably did the very same as i did we sat down and thought what are we going to talk about on the podcast what possible positives are there to take from saturday uh, ben whitfield's goal was a fine goal by a player who was giving absolutely 100%. He was. He, I don't know whether fans noticed at the end he pulled up with what we all thought, oh my goodness, his hamstring hasn't gone his hamstring, as well. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was cramp, and I'm not bloody surprised either no. that, that the yards he put in last Saturday to try and turn it round. No, it's a, a very good yeah. game, and with his left foot as well. Which is, well, uh, he, he tried to do the same thing about <clears> two minutes beforehand, and it hadn't gone well. No. But he went back, he tried it again, he went across the edge of the penalty area and whacked one in with his yeah. left foot. Man so. of the match, well-deserved. Yeah. Absolutely. And I thought Amrit Bansal McNulty looked good. I mean, and he's an ex-futsal player, isn't he? He is. And there were a couple of times he did that little drag back under his foot. And you think, 
that's where the futsal comes in. But I liked him a lot. I thought he was busy. He wasn't always playing on his stronger foot. Um, well, he isn't I think, really a left winger. No. Um, United got him in on the left wing uh, because they had Whitfield to play on the right. Um, he's more, he's happier in the middle, really. I've had many, several long chats with Paul Hall, the ex-United winger, who's, of course, his under-23 yeah. coach at QPR now. They rate this guy very, mm. very highly. They've had two or three through to the... Is it Eze, one of them, who's come through to the Queen's Park Rangers first team yeah. in the last... Um, and uh, they think this lad might be, might yeah. be the next really good one coming through from from their under twenty three squad. He's had an interesting life. It takes him an hour and a half to get to work every day from Hackney, where he still lives, across yeah. to QPR's training ground on the Metropolitan Line. Yeah, um, uh, he nearly went into acting for a while. Um, as you say, he's come really off the street football stroke futsal. Yeah. He's got a trick, uh, hasn't he? You know, you can he, see it. That's right. But like a lot of... I think Gary Johnson described him as a pocket rocket yeah. before, you know, yeah. when he signed him. Um, there's not much of him, um, but he's got some guts. Yeah. Um, and, I th and I think we're, I'm really looking forward to seeing him over yeah. the course of the, uh, of the next month. Um, yeah, he, he, he caused him a few problems yeah. down the left-hand side. You could see he was always trying to switch it onto his right foot, but... There you go. No, no, never mind. Yeah, but, um, it wasn't all doom and gloom. Brightened up the afternoon. It was mostly doom and gloom, but it wasn't all afternoon. You realise we haven't won a game since they launched that Bryn beer, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we like it. We do like it. It's obviously a complete coincidence, but somebody pointed out to me the other day, you haven't, lost, haven't won a game since then. I, th I, think but... we'd both, I think we'd both in our minds thought, we haven't done anything right since Bryn was launched, but there you uh, go. We're, we're happy that it has been. We are indeed. So let's look ahead to the Harrogate game, another mm. long trip for the Yellow Army. Army. Less so for the Yorkshire goals. They'll be it's, it's on their doorsteps. They're in force. Um, yeah, I mean United beat them four-two at Playmore in September. Yeah, um, that was after John Stead got himself was. sent off. It, though, was, wasn't a, it? it was it was it that was, was a pivotal, bit nip and tuck before yeah. John, John Stead being sent off. I think was definitely contributed to that. But yeah. United won four-two on the day. Uh, they play on an all-weather pitch. Yeah. Fingers crossed there's only one more of them left. I think it's at Sutton. So it's not a, a shock that United have been based here at South Devon yeah. College uh, through most of this week. I think Seal Hayne is pretty, still pretty wet anyway. Um, they've, they had a, a, a rocky start considering yeah. I think they got to the playoffs last year, unless I'm mistaken. Um, they had a rocky start to the season. Then had a very good run indeed uh, and lifted themselves right yeah. up into the playoffs. Uh, and I think they're, what, 7th or 8th at the moment. And now they've just had another little flat mm. patch. But um, they're very good at home. Uh, they've only it's lost a couple a, of times at tough, home. It's going to be a tough game it, for talking it, 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 it is, it is. Yeah. I, I, think, I think whatever happens on Saturday, um, I, I'm sure Gary Johnson is looking for certain things yeah. that will take you through to the next matches. You've got the um, trophy game, is it? The it's older shot the following, the following week. weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then we run run into Christmas a new year with a run of games which are they're not all at home because Yeovil away on Boxing Day is yeah. away but it feels like and as Gary says they're great games aren't they you they look are. at the fixtures you think this is going to be some yeah. game and, it, and, it, and, and I think he'll be looking for the signs on Saturday yeah. that United have got their mojo back in terms of work rate how they play energy um, you know, goal scoring. This, this fact that he pointed out on just now that, or no, it was you, I think that that um, United hadn't scored. No, it was him, wasn't it? United hadn't scored first. Scored first. No, that's right. For, for yeah. a little while, yeah. and we all know that um, you know United 
are much much better when they're in front yeah not, not, not that it means they give up it's just that their style of play means that from a point of being in the lead when other teams come onto them that's when they're at their most dangerous yeah. Nature notes again here, Dave. There are two magpies out there just in front of the mobile studio now. Two for joy, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll cling on to anything. Yeah, I know. When, on a run of five defeats, I'll take any look, omen you we've like. We've all been there, haven't we? And, and as Gary Johnson says, look, we're whatever we are, the eighth or ninth in the table or something the tenth, like that. We're tenth, still tenth. tenth in the table yeah, on this and, run. And, and it's not a disaster. It's just United for their own morale and their yeah. own confidence and for the supporters and everything they just need to stop this rot and if very often if you, if you you don't tend to snap your fingers in these situations mm. and everything is hunky-dory all of a sudden yeah. you do it you have a real hard grafting day somewhere whether you get a stroke of luck or not is in the lap of the gods yeah and you turn it round over the course of two or three games you get enough good players back yeah and away you go again absolutely so Harrogate, I mean, Harrogate will be uh, will be what it is, but the, the trophy game coming up against Aldershot the following week, do you think they'll welcome the fact that, I suppose it, ha it depends what happens at Harrogate, doesn't it? Will they welcome a cup game or is it... You know, it I, I think the, the Aldershot game will come at just the right time yeah. for United. It will give them a chance to play one or two mm -hmm. lads that might not start on Saturday. Um, uh, it's a competition which, OK, if, if you go through, you go through, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not the end of the world if you go out it the prize out of it the prize money isn't mm. massive I think there's only what four thousand quid or something at stake in that um, no I, I think it, it will have come at a good time it will give them a week off the league yeah um, before Chesterfield come to play more um, the following Saturday yeah just mm. you know I think that will yeah. come at a good time we'll talk about that next week yeah. we always like a game against Aldershot don't we we do did you see that Solihull Moors game the other night by the way I the missed cup it. game what a game that was. Three up and lost 4 Three up, 14 minutes to go. Yeah. Rotherham fans pouring out of the exits. They'd seen enough. They were heading back up the motorway. It's work tomorrow morning, etc., etc. But it was one of those games. Rotherham got one goal back, and you knew then that they were going to win it. The Solihull's heads went down. Really? Rotherham yeah. suddenly thought, well, there's yeah. something in this. 4-3. Uh, Isn't that why we all turn up each week? What a I nearly turned off at 3-0. <laughs> this, this is going nowhere, but there you go. A couple of things I've picked up on the on social media this week, uh, a bit of a trawl around. There's a very good uh, interview with Ben Gehring on oh, yeah. nonleaguedaily.com, which is a very good website, keeps, uh, keeps us up to date with what's going on. Very good interview with Ben Gehring, quite a long interview. Um, what a character the guy is. Um, obviously, Torquay fans will be well aware of him. He's a local lad to us. Uh, played for Torquay for a while, played for Western Supermare, played for Truro. Lots, lots. Uh, played for one or two clubs, but he's now he's he's the folk hero at Woking, isn't he? And he's the pantomime villain for Torquay players. Good piece. He's extremely complimentary about Torquay. Fans will be interested to know. <laughs> um, he's very complimentary. And there's a very funny story in there about Brett Williams. I hadn't realised that the two of them were absolutely thick as thieves. <laughs> um, and when Ben returns to Torquay after a spell out on, on loan somewhere, um, Brett Williams welcomed him back. And they there was there was an incident where they hijacked the groundsman's lawnmower. And then apparently uh, Brett was called in to the manager's office and told that um, you know he had been brought back to do a job for heaven's sake, don't hang around with Brett Williams. So he had to go to Brett and say, look, I can't be around you, mate, otherwise I'm going to lose my job. So it's a good piece. You'll find it on nonleaguedaily.com. Um, interesting player, isn't he? And interesting that he, you know, 
you kind of think that he is the pantomime villain at Playmore. He's the player that you love to hate. But he's very, very complimentary about Torquay. Well, it's his hometown club, isn't it? And he yeah. always loved playing for Torquay. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think he was he's always been disappointed that it yeah. didn't happen here for him on a you know on a longer basis so i think that's sort of disappointed him over the yeah. years um but he's 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 made a good slot for himself he at has. woking hasn't he and he's as 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 you say he's he's a main man there I think he'll um, end up back here one day. <clears throat> it all depends who's manager. Yeah, you know that yeah. that, that, that sort of. That, I, th- I think Ben is one of those players who suits some managers down to the mm-hmm. ground, suits some scenarios and others not. Um, but um, you know, he's a very. I know United were looking at him seriously. Yeah. Um, eighteen months ago, something like that. Um, uh, you know, even with Gary Johnson, they had a they had a. Yeah. Checked him out. Put it like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Look, he's a very effective lower division centre half. You'd have to be prepared he? to lose him for the odd suspension. Well, wouldn't yeah, you? there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and and a tweet from Tim Sills uh, this week as well. Tim was on his way somewhere with he, he's based up at Pool, isn't he? He's school he, teacher, yes. And he's got uh, some academy youngsters. He brought, he, yes, was, he was taking yes, a team somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was waxing lyrical about the sight of the floodlights up on the the hill as he came into Torquay and and how it took him back. Oh wow! So he's obviously very very soft spot for Torquay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's coaching at a club as well. Um, that I see. Be- was it was it Bemerton Bemerton Heath? No, I might might have dreamt that up. But um, um, uh, he's certainly very actively involved in football. He was heading um, this way with a bus full of kids teacher, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So yeah. that was nice to see. And while we're talking about ex players. Yeah. Um, uh, we we said last week we we're going to try and work in a little bit of a where are they now thing as and when we think about yeah. it. And of course, one popped up seamlessly last Saturday when Paul Hall, as if we planned it. Paul Hall yeah. turns up to Plainmore to watch Amrit uh, Bansal McNulty, who's his player at QPR. And on the back of that, Paul and I uh, we used to sit together on the team coach going to away games when he was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, chatting about this and that and the other. And he was able to fill me in on one or two of that generation of players okay. who, who yeah. are fondly remembered by many United fans. We obviously cover the fact that Dwayne Darby, yeah. um, these are all players who came through the... Um, the old YTS, The old it? YTS training Mike scheme. Mike YTS yeah, scheme. Under, under, um, under Paul Compton yeah. uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Dwayne Darby has just been appointed as the Redditch United manager, yeah. I think. Did we mention that last week? We not? did, yeah. yeah. That was another thing um, that we found on social Paul media Hall somewhere. tells me that Chris Curran, who who obviously yeah. played many, many games for, uh, for played, United... Played for all three Devon teams, he didn't did, he, Chris did, in the end. Yeah. Yeah, he's now a school teacher. Is he? Yeah, in yeah. the Midlands. Um, Scott Colcombe. Yes. Um, who, uh, uh, left winger, another of that generation, um, uh, uh, lives in Lanzarote. Does he really? It's nicer there than it is here today. (laughs) He lives in Lanzarote and he works for a little business out there uh, and doesn't show any signs of coming home. um, Why would you? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So there's a few from uh, from what was a very productive, and of course, another of those, Darren Moore, is now manager of Doncaster Rovers. Yeah. Um, I should probably think of Tony Better was a bit later than that, wasn't it? He wasn't. A little bit, yeah. He was a little bit later than that. He, He lives in West London. 
um, yeah, there let's, you go. Let's, let's do this. Let's keep, um, we'll keep the pressure on you, Dave. Well, we covered the, the Gordon Astle, didn't we, a little we while did. ago, yeah. and, and one or two others. And I know lots of supporters really like to hear about... Um, yeah, because you bumped into Dick Edwards a little while back as well, uh, didn't up, you? Up at yeah. uh, Notts yeah. County, yes. So, um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll try... As when the when the thought occurs, uh, yeah. and we'll we'll put a bit of effort into it as well. And um, another ex goal. Then there's, there's a, a, a long, very good piece in the Herald Express. I commend you to buy a copy if you haven't already got one. Uh, you had a chat with Kiefer Moore. Yes, last week. thank you, Kiefer, for for sparing the the time. It's one of those things. Oh, we'll just have a chat for five or ten minutes, Kiefer. That that that'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> You're usually on the phone for at least three quarters of an yeah. hour. And um, yeah, he was uh, on his way home from a, a Wigan training session. We had a, a very good chat um, about what has been a extraordinary story yeah. hasn't it that this is this is he is the last definition of an overnight success he's he's yeah. worked he's worked he's battled away yeah. uh, uh, or he may be an overnight success as far as a lot of wales fans and people outside south devon and the people who know him are concerned but not anybody who's followed his career yeah. he has worked so hard through so many disappointments um to get to the point where he is now and of course his months at torquay on loan from Forest Green Rovers when he couldn't get into their yeah, team yeah. Uh, in just before Christmas 2016. And then, of course, he um, played for Forest Green against us in the five-all draw. That's there, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was promptly transferred to uh, uh, to Ipswich Town yeah. when everybody thought, including himself, by the way, that he was coming to play more I, permanently. How close did we come to signing oh, no. him? Uh, I can remember Kevin Nicholson telling me at the time that yeah. he had a call from uh, um, Kiefer Moore's agent and fully expected it to be right, all done, signed and sealed. He'll be with you for training on whatever day it was. Yeah, and it was Kev. It's like this. <laughs> Kevin's heart sank. Yeah, um, it switched town to come in for him, and uh, I th- I'm pretty sure that the transfer fee was agreed, and the, the wages I think were more mm. or less sorted out. I don't think obviously the pen hadn't been put to paper, but um, it was very close to being yeah. done. And then Ipswich Town came in, and that was the end of that. So but, Mick McCarthy um, was manager. Mick McCarthy was manager. Time, it didn't really happen for him there. So they loaned him out to Rotherham. Goals at Rotherham. Yeah. Barnsley, three quarters of a million. Packets of goals at Barnsley. 2.4 million to Wigan last summer. Yeah. Wales. Hey, presto. Euro, Euro 2020 <laughs> here on we the horizon. Co- here, we, here we come. So, but, yeah, no, it was great to chat to him. He, he's, he's very mindful of the support and the... Good wishes that he gets from, yeah, you know, his friends, family, it, fans uh, down here. The word he uses in the piece that you've done is, is ignited. The, the, the spell at Torquay ignited Completely. his career. I mean, when you think that when he came to Torquay, he couldn't get in Forest Rovers' team. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who'd played for Dorchester, Truro, yeah. Yeovil Town... Uh, where Gary Johnson had him as manager. Yeah, that's another interesting thing he says yeah. in that, that he says he went, he, he went to Yeovil a boy and came out a man. So you, you kind of gather that Gary may have had a, a hand in moulding his career there that you way. go yeah, yeah. Um, I meant to ask Gary about that today yeah. we'll, get, we'll get him another day on that one <laughs> yeah so um, and and uh, you know he he's he, he couldn't get into Forest Green Rovers mm. team at the time comes to play more five goals in four games hat-trick against Solihull Moors mojo back yeah wow the rest is history yeah. so, good luck to him very Absolutely very good, good luck, luck to him, to him. good stuff 
Well, we, we're on a bit of a crusade at the moment to make these podcasts a little more succinct, aren't we? I'm not sure we've succeeded today, but I've got some stats here that will chill you to the bone, Dave. Uh, thank you very much to Julian, who's been crunching the numbers for us. Um, we've done 48 episodes so far in 2019 as we head downhill towards Christmas. We have those episodes have taken up 2,232 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, Julian, that means please. that you and I have been chatting, and Gary and Aaron and Asa and, the, and um, Liam and the various people who've joined us for 37 hours and 20 minutes oh, no. this year already. <laughs> I'll get my cap. I'll get my coat. <laughs> it's time we shut up, isn't it? Yeah. The average is 46 minutes and 30 seconds. The shortest is 4 minutes and 4 seconds because we did a little quick chat with Gary uh, when Torquay won the title. Um, oh right, yes, of the course. Yeah. National League South. Yeah. Well, the longest one this year. We apologise to all families involved. <laughs> <laughs> the longest one this year was called "Opening a Can of Worms" on June the sixth, when we rambled we on. Even playing, we then. weren't. That was close season. We rambled on for fifty-nine minutes oh, and fifty-five dear, seconds. Dear, dear. If only we'd kept going for another five seconds, we'd have got over the hour. Oh, Ridiculous. No. But uh, there we go. So, so thank you very much, Julian. If nothing else, that has told us we maybe need to rein it in a little bit. So, we, we, uh, do, we do try to, to <laughs> do it. We keep looking at each other saying, right, should we wrap it up now? Should we all, but then there's always something else to talk about, well, isn't I, there? I, I, was, I was watching TV last night, as you do. The BBC, is it called Teletext or CFAX now? I've forgotten that. I don't, is that they're, still they're, going? Yeah, they're just okay. about to stop it. Oh, right, yeah. The two top stories yeah. on the BBC football list. Yeah. Macclesfield players... Preparing to boycott their game against Crew Alexandra, which is a local derby, yes, on Saturday over unpaid wages again yeah. at, at Thingamy. And the next story was agents' fees top five hundred million in two thousand and nineteen. And I thought, what a a tale of our times yeah. that is about football in the year two thousand and nineteen. And while those two things are happening, we're always going to have something to talk about, aren't we? There you go. There you go. Thank you for your time. This has been the, the mobile studio. The sun is finally coming out. Fighting over its way through the mist. Fighting its way through the mist, indeed. If you're going to Harrogate, uh, have a safe trip up there. Yorkshire girls, look after the travelling yellow army, won't you? And um, don't stick too many stickers around railway stations and things like that. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> and as ever, we finish with Come, Come On, on you, you Yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talk United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL, or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.